Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, I thought yeah, the Oscars, we usually end up chatting about it for about two hours. But if you've all seen it, we'll include it. Right. It'd be a shame not Owen, to write. Am I allowed to use the word gunt? What's the context? <laughs> Please say yes, he can use it. I desperately want to hear him put it into a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you can do what you like. Silence is golden, Owen. Brilliant. Thank you. Welcome to this week's Failed Critics Podcast. I'm Steve Norton. I'm joined by Owen Hughes. Hello. Andrew Brooker. You're right. And Paul Field. Evening, white people. Exactly. <laughs> As we take a crack at the Oscars, now the awards have been announced. We're going to go for it all, review it, see who picked the most right out of all of us as well. Um, but we've got some other things to start with. Um, and first of all, we've had a complaint of sorts, Owen. Um, we've had, yeah, okay, we had two things happen this, well, in the past week or two. We had a comment on Facebook from someone who said, keep up the good work, I love the show, I absolutely loathe and cannot listen to the intro slash outro music. I am sorry, <laughs> I th- I really do appreciate the guy taking some time to write to us, I think it's great to know that there are people other than just me and Steve that listen back to these and, like I said to that comment i don't even i'm not even confident steve listens back to them sometimes just me like as i'm editing so it's good to know we have people who listen to the show and enjoy most of it apart from the music the 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 first point is that i personally really like a theme tune i think we were incredibly lucky that james you all sort of created it to commemorate our 150 episodes of the podcast and I'm really sorry to anyone who doesn't like it, but it's sticking around. Because, just like personal bias, I, I enjoy it. Um, I will shorten it, so hopefully the start of this episode, it you didn't have to listen to 30 seconds of it. It might have just been about 15, 20 seconds by the time I finish editing it. But, I mean, what I don't want to do is discourage anybody from sending in any comments to us. If anyone's got any feedback about things they, they dislike on the show or things they think could be done better, tell us. You know, this is the first time in a year that anybody said anything about the music. So Essentially, what I was trying to say is we welcome feedback, we'll just ignore it. We were, I'm not ignoring <laughs> it, I'm making constructive changes like but filling at in the, the same time. Like filling in slip at McDonald's. <laughs> it's, yeah, I suppose it is a little bit like that. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I, you know, I am grateful to anyone who just spends a little bit of time writing to us. It kind of... Like I say, makes me realise people are actually listening to what we do and have constructive 
things to say about it. The other thing that happened over the past couple of weeks um, was the blog was nominated for a Liebster Award, which is basically uh, like a blogging prize that is shared amongst bloggers, apparently, in recognition of each other's awesomeness, the description says there. You told me earlier, so I, mean, I think it was a Ponzi ma- scheme. <laughs> it was a, a pyramid scheme. We all have to give to the person who nominated us. No, that's not true. Um, it's amazing, but I'm sitting here taking credit for it. I think we should all give Brooker a pat on the back for that because he has done most of the well done, Brooker. So. Well done, Edge. Brooker. Thank, Thank you. you very much for your contribution over the past few years. And you have been pretty much awarded solely <laughs> for this. <laughs> so congratulations. Um, we will have a look and... and reply to some of the questions that have been posed to us and we'll think about who we're going to nominate as well, what blogs that we, we like. So those two things are just out of the way now. What's next, Steve? Up next is the quiz. Mm. Where I'm winning and 1-0. You are? Yes. Yeah. I'm losing 1-0. And uh, Owen is facing up against um, the, the biggest uh, quiz team around. Um, <laughs> quiz Quizlamic State. Oh God! <laughs> uh, Brooker and Paul. Well, my my prowess at the quiz is is legendary. Mm. I was going to say I'm fearing this competition. Your prowess is just Brooker. legendary. Full yes. stop. Uh, but the the quiz will take on an, an Oscar related theme, as it is the Oscars special, Oscar results special. Is it? Yes. You, oh wow! Yeah. What happened at the Oscars? Oh, stuff happened. Yeah. Chris Chris People Rock tried awards. to be edgy. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the quiz, though, okay, I will show yes. you. You can carry on, uh, Steve. So my first question is going back to a failed critic's favourite, and that is that Danny Dyer was technically in an Oscar-winning movie. It was a short movie. It won an Oscar for best live-action short back in two thousand and five. Name that movie. What's that? I missed. Sorry, I wasn't listening. What was the short, <laughs> was the short that Danny Dyer was in, mate? You, oh, you the one Oscar. Oh god, it was Andrea Arnold was the director, and it was he called. Was, but that's it was him in a bathtub with a with a girl. I don't know what it's about, and I can't remember the name of it. Oh god, that's really going to bug me. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea myself. Anyone? Want... Danny Dyer the movie? No. Oh, no. Oh. It was a long shot. Right, should we, should we have a little clue? Go on, then. The name of it's the film is also the name of an insect. Oh, it's... Oh, God, even wasp. that... Wasp something? Scorpion. You are right there, Owen. Uh, not Owen. Oh. Paul, Paul. <laughs> that was a pure guess. Paul was right. I got the wrong name. <laughs> oh, you bastard. That is so sneaky. It was wasp. Yes! <laughs> so that is the, uh, the first question out of the way. And my getting Owen's hopes up a little bit. I know. <laughs> so going into so the 2016 cool. Oscars, there was big talk uh, about Leonardo DiCaprio having been nominated so many times, but not having won at all. Which male has been nominated the most times without winning an Oscar for Best Actor? Mm. Leonardo DiCaprio. It's not Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, oh, that's a tough one. That is. Is it someone like George Clooney? Sorry, it's my it's my encompass best supporting actor. It's not made clear on my list, but it's it's nom- most nom- actors with the most nominations who haven't won an Oscar. Uh, it's not 
George Clooney. I haven't got. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> um, go on, put it out of our misery. Okay, the answer is Peter O'Toole. He didn't win, really. Win. And um, oh, a point to you, either team, if you could say how many times he was nominated without winning. Five. Seven. No and no. Three. And no. Eight. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, which woman has the most um, nominations without winning out of all women kind? <laughs> of all women kind. Of all women kind. No men's in there, just women. Betty Davis. No. Betty Redmayne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I haven't got a bloody clue, mate. Have a guess. Guess a woman. <laughs> guess a woman. <laughs> oh, Jeanette Cranky. Give us a clue. It, is it a British actress? Um, no. Oh, uh, I, I've just this is a terrible quiz. <laughs> hey, good, so it's an good, American actress. They're good questions. It's not my fault you don't know the answers. <laughs> Narrows it down. Mm, uh, I, I I don't know. Whoopi got an Oscar, didn't she? Um, Meryl's got it's loads of them. Goldberg, mate. I don't know, mate. Go, I, just tell us. She was nominated, wasn't she, for Colour of Purple? Right. Or it, it is. It's Glenn Close. Mm. Uh, and a point to you if you can tell me how many times she's been nominated without winning. Four. Six. No. Yes, Brooker. Seven. Uh, that puts Brooker and Paul in the lead somehow. Um, God, <laughs> I don't think it's deserved at all. <laughs> Dude, this is the worst lead anyone's ever had. Okay. There's no reason for it. Okay, the next question uh, is the most uh, awards won by any single film um, in an Oscars uh, ceremony has been 11. That's happened three times. Once was Ben-Hur in 1959. Once was Titanic in 1997. Name that other Shit. film. Return of the King. I used to know it this. Is Brooker, Return of the King. Oh, fuck. I knew Titanic, um, but he it, told man. us I've that one. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't seen it, by the way. Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, Owen's lost now. Um, but do you want the other question and the, the, what I had as a tiebreaker just for a laugh or not? Go on, then. Right. So the uh, had down uh, next question: Who is the oldest director to have won the best director Oscar? The oldest director to win best yes. director. Scorsese, I don't know. No, he is fourth on the list at sixty-four years, a hundred days. Paul oh, it's got to be Clint Eastwood, surely. It is. Oh yeah, nice, oh, Brooker. Well done. Nice. For million dollar baby, and my tiebreaker, which is going to be a, a, a nearest to the pin answer, which was uh, Justin Henry in Kramer versus Kramer, has uh, picked up a. He's the youngest person to pick up even a nomination for youngest actor or actress. Is actually in the best supporting actor role. Um, how old were they to the nearest uh, year and days? So, X amount of years, X amount of days. That was five, five years, 40 days. Mm, okay. <laughs> Seven years, uh, 300 days. No. But it's closer to Paul. How the fuck would anybody know that? Well, it's, it's just a guess, isn't it? It's nearest up. to the pin. You just guess the... guess. Well, how old was that, that girl in Beasts of the Southern Wild? She was about nine, so I'm All guessing right, this Saddle. guy must have... <laughs> 
Can we just edit so out I'm this guessing... quiz and just like play guess the letter I'm thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> just just pretend the quiz never happened. It'll be all right. <laughs> I'm guessing this person is like eight and three hundred days. That's pretty damn close, actually. It's eight years, two hundred seventy-six days. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we need a quiz. Like didn't even get your point, really, but it was a tiebreaker. But uh, it was a good guess, nevertheless. <laughs> Um, and yes, yeah, so that is now me 2 nil ahead in the quiz, and I've got a <clears> doozy lined up for Owen if I win next week. Oh, goody. He's going to be furious. <laughs> I might have found something worse than the United Legends. No way. Is it Grimsby? It's not. <laughs> Before we talk about the Oscars, there's a uh, small matter of a couple of new releases for us to have a look at. Uh, Me, Brooker and Paul have all been to the cinema a couple of times this week. Brooker more than most because he keeps seeing Deadpool over and over and over. (laughs) Can't help it, it's a good film. What's the tally at the minute, Brooker? Seven. Seven? Seven. Seven. What's today? Today's Monday, so I'll be back for number eight on Wednesday. Dude, they're going to take a restraining order out on you. That's okay. As long as I can keep the box office numbers going first. I'm I've heard right. if you go ten times, they offer you a part in the next one. <laughs> happily. Anyway, but no, we are reviewing uh, Grimsby and the Forest. Just quickly, uh, just on that, something that literally just occurred to me, I forgot about. Do you know Odeon are now going to do um, a, their version of an unlimited card? Yeah, I bought it already. Yeah. I, I, I literally I subscribed two hours ago. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So that's Cineworld and Odeon yep. that you'll be frequenting to watch Deadpool in? Yeah, well, I, I keep going to Odeon anyway because they're the only IMAX near me. Oh, right, I see. Uh, and, you know, considering I've got an unlimited card, it ain't cheap to go and see an IMAX film. Mm. So, uh, but no, I'm I'm quite happy because actually I, I prefer the Odeon. Yes, Cineworld in Milton Keynes is pretty good, but the Odeon in Milton Keynes is fucking lovely. So, yeah, glad to uh, subscribe to their Limitless as well. I am. I do have an Odeon, which is actually... About two miles closer than the Cine World. However, it's I hate going there. It's my childhood cinema, which was beautiful and huge, and they've wrecked it. And they've crammed four really tiny screens into this building in the town centre. Um, and I have a projector at home, and the screen in my living room. If I sit anywhere in the front ten rows, the screen in there, it, it, I, that kind of that's where I have to sit for it to appear the same size as the one in my living room. If I sit at the back, it appears smaller. Mm. It is tiny. How about you, Steve? Do you have any Odeons anywhere near Not you? Not close enough, really. So that's an Odeon and a Sin world you don't have? Well, they, I do, but, but they're you... further away than the Empire Cinema. That is the closest one. I can get to the Empire in 15 minutes. I can get to an Odeon or Cineworld in Cineworld. just over half an hour. And I've got to pay for parking at both of those. Oh, well, yeah, doesn't make it right. Where, where's it? your empire? Where is this? I want, to, I want to hear about this. That's in pool. Okay. And and does, like, a man turn a handle to make the film appear? And... <laughs> I don't know, but it always works. It's quite good, actually. It's quite no, nice. Mate, I love an independent cinema. I'm just, I'm curious. I, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't taking the mickey, to be honest. Um, but, yes, anyway, we've got some films to review, rather than talking about where we go to the cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is Grimsby and The Forest. Grimsby is the new Sacha Baron Cohen film uh, starring himself alongside Mark Strong uh, as a pair of brothers who try to take down an international crime syndicate 
football, international criminal, whatever way you want to look at it. Yes, seen by the three of us. Um, what do we all think? I was disappointed. I generally think Sasha Baron Cohen is very good, uh, more so when it's his characters interacting with real people rather than a completely fictional film. But I ranked this below The Dictator, and while I like The Dictator, it was far from great. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of rank it below the ones where he is kind of... Although The Dictator was, was fictional, he wasn't interacting with real real people there so much, was he? No. You, you, no. It was just um, Borat and um, the other one. Um, I'm a massive fan of giant jizzing cocks, as you know, and nothing... I'm never happier on a Friday night when literally pints of jizz are being fired around. And for that reason alone... I fucking loved it. If you can get over there not being any story, outside of no these laugh. comedic... No, but... Well, I, no, there were laughs. I mean, I was gasping for air at one point. There are some very, very funny set pieces, which are so ridiculous and so rude as to just be just beyond the pale. But I did laugh, and I laughed a lot. And all I ask for from a comedy is, you know, is to laugh. It's not fucking rocket science. I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting, you know, a really complex story and to be massively entertained by what's going on on the screen outside of laughing. And, and you know, it, it, it did that for me. Well, that's a very well-reasoned argument. I've seen people say that they haven't found it funny. Um, but I think, you know, humour, as we know, is subjective and everything. So, yeah, if the only thing you want from a comedy is for it to make you laugh, and that's what it does, it's very hard for me to understand why it would be rated low. By the only the only reason you would rate it low, I guess, is if you didn't find it funny, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, that's it's, like the it's, only the only way to say that it's a bad yeah, film. Yeah, and, and, and comedy. I you know I won't argue with people over comedy. It's it's subjective. If you laughed, you laughed. If you didn't, you didn't. It's it's really you know it's it's as simple as that. It's it's very hard to recommend it to people as well. You know, if if that's your sense mm. of humour, if giant jizzing cocks are your thing, then you're going to love it. If they're not your thing, you probably won't. Fair enough. So Brooker. Did you love it? No, I fucking hated it. I hated it every <laughs> single minute. And I, I'm the same. I, you know, stupid, immature comedy, I'm all for. And, you know, massive jizzing dicks should be the funniest thing I, I saw on Saturday. And just, no, I just didn't find any of it funny. You know, I, I think I laughed twice through the whole film. And the rest of the time, I just sat there. Rolling my eyes, wondering what I was doing with my life, sitting in this mm. fucking screen, watching that overpaid twat making yet another awful film. I fucking hate Sasha Baron Cohen, and I really hated Grimsby. Do you know what? I, I wow. thought I was going to convince you, actually, to, to maybe change your mind, Brooker, because this film has really annoyed all the kinds of people that we hate. Uh, I, I saw... know it has, and just by that, just for that, I should love it. Mm. But I just, I can't get behind it. I just thought the whole, I was, the thing is, I wasn't even angry at the shit comedy. I was just bored. Really? My fave, yeah. my, the thing that really kind of sold it for me was <clears throat> I saw a review which said, privately educated Oxbridge graduate and multi-millionaire Sasha Baron Cohen makes that fun of Guardian poor people. One, it? No, it was a Guardian, but they hated it anyway. But he ain't making fun of poor people. He's making fun of the people who make fun of poor people. All those fucking hideous Channel 4 misery porn documentaries. <laughs> he is, they would fucking love to get this guy on screen. They would 
fucking creaming their pants to get this guy on, on telly on Benefit Street. And he's stuck two fingers right up their fucking ass, And I think he's done an absolutely bang on job of ridiculing those shows. Grimsby Tourist Board will be happy, won't they? <laughs> I do not, do you not, did you not think that? Do you not that, that vibe? I mean, I hate those misery porn documentaries on Channel mm. 4. I don't think I've ever watched one. You know, Britain's fattest rapist and Britain's, <laughs> Britain's biggest scrounging bastard and all this kind of stuff. You know, just, just the adverts for those, those things just wind me up. I don't watch them. I think there's no value to wasting my time watching them. You know, Britain's laziest cat fucker is not how I want to spend my Friday night. Have you guys pitched these shows yet? Because these will get on. I can guarantee <laughs> What gets me, right, is when they, when they do the idents for these shows, it will come up and it will say like, Nissan sponsors documentaries on four. These are not fucking documentaries. You're just no. laughing at poor people. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> so that, that, for that no, reason I, alone, I, I was all in from, you know. I genuinely, I see the point and I see what he's doing. I just, it did, for me, it didn't land. I didn't find it funny. Mm-hmm. I thought, fuck, oh, poor old Mark Strong looked embarrassed the entire time he was on the screen. Oh, I thought he was, I, do you know what? I thought he was a really good sport. Really, genuinely good sport. You could, he was having a good time doing it, and the, the, the bit where he gets poisoned was just priceless. I saw that bit in the trailer, and that's what put me off it oh, most. Oh, mate, it goes on and, and thought, on from the trailer. It looks like really easy humour. It's quite easy. The bit in the trailer... Is really easy humour. After that, you just you roll your eyes at it. It goes on and on and on. And <laughs> that's, like, oh, that's what I found. I found it to be quite quite easy humour, quite easy jokes. When perhaps I expect more from somebody who created Ali G and Borat and has got such a big reputation. Um, Steve, maybe, maybe, yeah. What did you think of Rebel Wilson's gunt? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was quite impressive. I was quite impressed with her northern accent, really. She's, she's a big lass, isn't she? she yeah. Jesus she's Christ. A, she's a stocky gal. This, this is the kind of thing I was telling Paul about why we get complaints. <laughs> this is it. She was cast for that reason alone. It's no, it's no, let's not beat around the, the bush. Really? Excuse the expression, yeah. She wasn't invited in for a reading, she was invited in for a gun thing, was she? <laughs> yes, she when the was. casting was happening. It was, it was, you could just, just that, it was, it was proper hanging down as well, it was a proper one. <laughs> We've all been there. Wow. Oh, mate, haven't we? And then, have you ever had to chew your own arm off to get away in the morning so, not, so you don't wake her up? Felt like that, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, when they sleep on your arm, you wake up and you, oh, shit. And you think I'll just gnaw it off at the gnaw it off at the shoulder, <laughs> like 127 hours. Yeah, exactly like, like that. that isn't it? And then you can get out the <laughs> window without waking her up. Anyway, the forest, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a, I'm just staying quiet through yeah, all of that. Which is the forest, um, which is stars Natalie Dormer, the one from Game of Thrones. Um, is a horror film where she goes and tracks down her twin sister who's gone missing in. Japan, in that forest that you've probably heard of in Japan, where people go and kill themselves. Not a very scary horror film, is it? I, I hated it. I didn't feel there was there was no peril, not even mild, mild peril. There was no scares. There was no I don't know, the acting was bad. The motives of various characters were stupid. Couldn't stand the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, go on, Brooker. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> 
it it just it felt like it wanted to be a Japanese horror, but but kind of mistook real scares for setting it in Japan. But an absolutely boring bag of wank. I've never been so bored in a horror. Even the shittiest of horror films get me to jump every now and then. Literally, I was falling asleep in the cinema. I was that unscared. I texted you, didn't I, and said, mate, don't even bother. <laughs> and you, if, you... I had, if I had already booked my tickets, I probably wouldn't have done. But fuck, I, I kind of wanted to give it a go, because apart from the really shit Evil Dead font that they used in the trailer, it looked like it might have like one or two scares. Uh, mate, fuck no. Because that was yeah, pretty that... much it. <laughs> that was scarier. It was fucking abysmal. I'm sorry, it was absolute waste of everyone's bloody time, money, effort. It was just appalling. A few cheap jump scares, the story made no sense, didn't understand what was going on half the time, it was just dropped me out. Ugh. Yeah, I just... Have you ever actually fallen asleep in the cinema to a horror film? Yeah, when I was watching The Forest. Just The Forest, okay. Literally, my, you know, my eyes were dropping and I had to wake myself up while I was watching it. It was terrible. I think I had to say, I know how you feel, that same thing happened to me during... Uh, it was Insidious 3, I think. No, it was Sinister 2. Sinister 2. I was just falling asleep at the front of the cinema. And just the people behind me just screaming at all the, the stuff I was just rolling my eyes at. Did, were the people in your screening at least enjoying the film? Or was it just like deathly silent in there? No, everybody was shitting themselves. No. But yeah. literally, well, I was in there, I was in there on, a, on a Saturday night. So literally, I mean, Saturday night, date night. Cinema shit sippers mm. sitting there screaming their ass off at crappy jump scares. You know they were the target audience for this film. It, it, you Pop- know it was a PG thirteen in the states. My pet hate the horror movie by accountants. Yeah, PG thirteen rating. Yeah. Movie. Do you know how much it cost to make? Was it forty million? No, ten. But it took it 40. Like ten million. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it took forty million. To, yeah. It's the bird from Game of Thrones running around the woods, right? Um, if you gave me a couple of hundred quid and the bird from Game of Thrones, I could probably do that. Ten million quid? Fuck off. What? It's just tragic. <laughs> it is one of those, because she's in Game of Thrones, she thinks she deserves the money. Well, she must Not have a- taken nine million pound in wages, because I genuinely <laughs> I have no idea what they spent the money on. None at all. Think about it. it it's nothing it in was. it, is that? No, there's nothing. It's, oh, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Just fucking terrible. And the fact that they, they, the only difference between her and her twin sister is a black wig. <laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> off. I mean, they must have saved on the budget there by getting them, you know, one person to play both roles. Is it the worst film you've seen this year, Steve? Um, yes. It's certainly the worst new, newly released film I've seen this year. It, it, it would, it would struggle to fight against Grimsby. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the worst from me. And it's... I, Kind of while we're talking, I'm just going to go quickly check my list because I have a list of films I've seen this year, and yeah, quite probably the worst one I've seen this year. It makes me wonder how has this got into cinemas when there's some really, you know, on, on, in a fairly <clears> wide <throat> release when there's some really good stuff out there, which is going straight to VOD. I find it baffling because it's the kind that makes money. It's that time of year it's though, the wouldn't kind it? that they, has a return. They chucked out. Yeah. They knew it was a bag of shite, so they chucked it out just after the Oscar films have been, hoping that. The bird from Game of Thrones will sell it, and hey, it, you know, it quadrupled its budget. That's pretty much all they need out of it. I think the worst film I've seen this year is Triple Nine. So if it's worse no, than Triple mate, Nine, it's worse than Triple Nine. 
much worse. Wow. Tri- triple Nine, although Triple Nine did the same shitty bit of stunt casting just with Walking Dead instead yep. of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, but... we mentioned this, didn't we? The, the, I think it was a year ago on the pod that I mentioned about stunt casting from Game of Thrones and how it must stop, and it ain't mm. stopped. No one's listened to you, Paul. No. <laughs> God knows why. Wankers. <laughs> Have any of you guys seen, just like completely separate, Bone Tomahawk, which came out a couple of weeks yes. ago Not here yet. in the UK? I love that one. We don't have to do a review of it, but just want to say that's one of the best films I've seen in the past sort of month or two. I really enjoyed Bone Tomahawk. Did you guys feel the same? I I really enjoyed it. It was fucking yeah. brutal. And I knew I'd been for, you know, forewarned that this is proper, yeah. you know, knuckle-chewingly fucking brutal. And I still wasn't prepared for how bad it was. The only thing I'll say about mm. it is, it does overstate its welcome a little bit. It's 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 too long. Oh it's really? Two and a quarter oh, okay. hours. It I kind of liked how it built up to. But the I was going to say that the the main reason I brought it up is because you know it's a new release, but also because I I think that's a horror film, mm. and I think that's the kind of horror film that does make it to the cinema, but apparently doesn't quite make as much money as something as cheap and as tacky and by the numbers as The Forest by the sense of it. And I don't think that's... The Forest isn't even by the numbers though. By, you know, I'm, I love my horror films and I, I, I'm like target audience for them. I jump at everything because I'm a chicken shit. But I didn't even jump at this fucking film. It's, no. not, it's, not, it's not even paint by numbers. It's just twat. No, there are certain the horror forest. tropes, aren't there? I mean, I was you... making assumptions. No, there are certain horror tropes that you can adhere to and you can almost guarantee to generate those scares. But this doesn't even do that. It, it, it's not scary at all. It's, it's basically okay, a kid's film. What it reminded film. me of, like a really shit, like you know the uh, the uh, the old bird from Drag Me to Hell. Oh yes. Yeah. Every time that, that there's a, a couple of times there's an old bird that kind of jumps at you in the forest, and all I could think of was I'd rather be at home watching Drag Me to Hell. It's much much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- don't bother going to see this. Anyone. No. Massive, massive leaking bag of cold jizz. Don't watch it. Finally, we've got round to it. We've ploughed on through to build the rest of this podcast and got on to the Oscars uh, review section. Um, and the big news from Oscar night is Leo's finally done it. Leonardo DiCaprio has picked up the Best Actor Award for his role in The Revenant. To a very long standing ovation at the uh, awards as well. Did you guys see that? Yeah, a bit much, wasn't it? I did. It was very, very sentimental. And the whole Kate Winslet crying about it was a bit over the top, I thought. But I'm very, I'm, like, I'm very glad that he's won as well. You know? I'm not. Who I doesn't like Leonardo DiCaprio? He was in- inducted in. Oh, yeah. So he's ne- he can ne- never be in- inducted to the Corridor Prize. I'm so sure he's furious. I'm sure he's about he to give it back. <laughs> well, he he did manage to do what everyone else did throughout the whole proceed whole three hours, and shoehorn an issue into it by proclaiming that the film was all about climate change. Well, I think he said, "What did he say? It was that it's nature. It's about sort of a prophetic film about nature or something." I wanted like that. to get that dolphin that guy was having a selfie with and slap him around the face with it. <laughs> Always know exactly the right things to say at the right points, Paul. <laughs> hey, it's the Oscars. I don't want to hear all about yeah. your political agendas. No, I, I mean, that is um sort of salient point about the Oscars. It was very social issue-y. 
wasn't it? This year. Uh, just to be like everything from from the whole sort of Chris Rock hosting and his comments about sorority racism. Yeah, but I watched the whole um, three hours of it, and he shoehorned in a racism gag at pretty much every single opportunity, like like twenty or thirty of these bloody things over over the three hours, and it was so tedious and so cringeworthy. I, I just had enough. It was literally like they were giving the awards out in the breaks between the issues. But have you have you ever seen any of Chris Rock's stand up? I was just about to yeah. say stand up exactly. is exactly the same. Yeah. It's I'm black, I'm funny, I'm funny, I'm black, and that is all you get for the hour and a half that he's on stage. He used to be really clever and sort of satirical with yeah. it. Um, some of his early stuff is genuinely just like fantastic to watch. Um, but he ain't no Richard Pryor. I mean, it is along the same lines, but it's got it's, there's a lot of point being made. Whereas now it seems like this is what I'm known for and this is what I'm going to say. He's he's no Dave Chappelle. Well, yeah, I guess not. It it was like Jenny Eclair doing three hours of period jokes. (laughs) There's someone who should host the Oscars. Jenny Eclair. But anyway, other than than politics and stand-up, do you think Leo deserves his award? Yeah. Yes. Against the competition in that category, yes. Wow. <laughs> that may be the most roundabout, backhanded compliment ever. Well, he's up against Brian Cranston for Trumbo, Matt Damon for The Martian, Fassbender for Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne, for fuck's sake, for the Danish <laughs> the best cisgender man in a film role this year. Yes, I believe Eddie Redmayne was playing a transgender character. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Paul. Yes, Paul, Very I well think he was. Yeah, so... <laughs> That, considering his competition there, when I think people like maybe Mark Ruffalo should have been in Best Actor and not Supporting Actor, yeah, that's you know, it, I've seen him, I've seen Leonardo, I've liked Leonardo DiCaprio more in other films that he's done and not won an Oscar for. Really liked him in The Departed. I think that's probably the best performance of his that I've seen. You know, even um, The Wolf of Wall Street, he was just fantastic in that. Apparently, you know the scene in The Wolf of Wall Street where he. Takes the what the what those drugs called that he has? Quaaludes. That's them, Quaaludes. And he just sort of crawls to his car and drives back home. That was all like he improvised everything he did there. Oh, I thought you were gonna say he was actually smacked off his tits. (laughs) Proper method acting, yeah. (laughs) No, but you know, so I've liked him in other films. But yes, I I think the short answer to the question, Steve, is yeah, I'm glad that he's won and that I think there, of that category, he deserved yeah. it. I'm quite um, glad. It's not like, it doesn't feel like one of those gimme kind of awards where he's just been handed it because he's been nominated so many times. I do think, you know, he really deserved it for the film he was in. I thought he was amazing in it. Yeah, you really liked The Revenant. I loved it. Didn't you? I thought it was great. Mm. I liked it as well. I'm not sure it was um, the best film of the year because the film I think is, has been the best film of the year, it's actually the one that won. I'm amazed. The best picture went to Spotlight, which went down as one of yeah. Owen's favourite films of all time ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- let's have a look who said what, shall we? We'll just go back to Best Actor. I forgot about this. We did our predictions a couple of weeks back. Brooker, do you remember what you said, what you think, and what you wanted I to win? I must have said Leo for both of them. Well, <laughs> we've got... Yeah, basically, we were all pretty much in agreement, really. We all wanted Leonardo DiCaprio to win, and we all thought he would win as well. So, a complete, like, outright win there. 
um, for all of us. I think, Paul, your odds at the time you said were 100 to 1 mm-hmm. on for DiCaprio. And there was no point voting for anybody else. That was apparently how it's transpired. Um, best picture, though. Do you remember what you guys said for that, that you thought and what you wanted to I think I, w- I think I wanted Spotlight, but I think I went for The Revenant. I think I wanted Spotlight. I can't remember what I went for. I wanted Revenant and Mad Max and went for Revenant. I think I wanted Mad Max. I didn't think it would. Okay, Booker, you thought Spotlight would, and you wanted either the Revenant mm. or Mad Max, okay. so you get a point for that. Well done, um, Paul. You thought the Revenant would, but you wanted Spotlight, so you don't get a point for that. Steve, you thought Spotlight, but wanted either Mad Max or Room to win. Uh, I thought the Revenant and wanted Spotlight. So Brooker. Steve, you both got a point there for what you thought would win. Cool. So you're ahead of us. There's no prize, is there, for this? The prizes we were going to give out are to the people who commented on the the post on the website. Yes. Who gets good, the most. Good luck so collating the hundreds of entries, Owen. <laughs> the hundreds, the thousands of entries have been put into a big computer okay, excellent. at Fail Critics headquarters. Have you rented um, some space in the cloud then, from Amazon? I've. Yes. Excellent. Um, <laughs> um, but we'll reveal who's actually won after we've gone through and said of us who's won or not. So yeah, so best picture there. Um, like I said, Spotlight actually won. I'm very glad that it did. I'm really pleased, Paul. I know you wanted oh, it so to win as well. Win. I said to you the other week, it was the 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 best film I've ever seen that I don't want to watch again. Hmm. I mean, I. I will watch it again. I think it was that good. But I know exactly what you mean because it was it was so like hard watching at times. So um to be fair to them they didn't they didn't mm. dwell on what had happened and they concentrated on 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 the people who kind of uncovered it and I and I thought it was really well done and and a, you yeah. know fantastic filmmaking and, and a really great Unlike some of the causes that were talked about, <laughs> this was a cause that really needed a film. It shone a light on it, and I think it's amazing. It was just just absolutely brilliant. But Steve, you thought it would win. Why did you think it would win over the ones you wanted it to, wanted um, to win? I don't know, to be honest. I think part of me was just trying to pick a different film to the rest of you to, to try and get an edge in the, uh, the points process and try and win. <laughs> um, I think that was part of it. But I did just think it was it was genuinely uh, an excellent film all round and was picking up a lot of hype. Yeah, I, I, I think those two reasons are why I went for it, but I thought it was a, a, an amazing film. Booker, was that your same sort of thinking, that it was amaz- an amazing film that deserved to win, or just uh, like, that's what I think it seemed it, like? I think it was a great film, and I think the thing that probably pushed it over The Revenant for me was it was it was a, it was an issue film, wasn't it? Yeah. It, yeah, so that's what's been, like, labelled... Um, Not in a bad way. What people have said about it is that, yeah, it's very issue, it's very Oscar-baiting in oh, it's definitely Oscar-baiting, topics. but, um, you know, yeah. apart from The Martian and Mad Max, weren't all of the uh, the films on the list this year. Mm-hmm. You know, there, mm-hmm. there, weren't, there weren't many big surprises from films that, you know, nobody thought was ever going to get nominated. Everybody thought that, you know, Spotlight and Revenant and Room, they were all going to get nominated. They're all Oscar bait this year. So, it, you know, it's an issue film, but not in a bad way. I thought it was great. I thought it was an excellent film and well-deserved, and I just would have preferred The Revenant. Um, best uh, director went to 
Alejandro Inaratu for uh, the Revenant. Okay, let's have a look. Um, Brooker, you thought <laughs> Inaritu would win, but wanted George Miller. Yeah. I thought Inaritu would win, but wanted George Miller. Steve thought Inaritu would win, but wanted George Miller. Paul thought and wanted Inaritu to win that. So I guess in that small little league table there, Paul just beats both of us. <laughs> All of us, because he wanted him to win, and he did win. One to eight on, I think you said, for him at the time, Paul. Yep. I mean, I was really pleased for him. And and looking at all of the other kind of people in contention, across all the categories, they needed they needed a Johnny Foreigner to pin a badge to, so he did really well. <laughs> Do you think that <laughs> I it think, actually played I into think he did or? a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, you know, look at look at look at the rest of the nominees across all categories, and tell me where they're, they're finding their, their guy from. Oscar's yeah. so white. Hashtag. I think the whole thing has been overshadowed by the whole kind of race and issues, and I just, I, I just, you know, this year. I mean, I've never really been a massive fan, and the ceremony itself has always been a bit. Ugh. But this year, I, I, I really genuinely dislike the whole thing, just because of all the furore around it from. People who, you know, typically I would fucking hate. But do you not think there is an important thing here about the Oscars and how exclusive it's... Well, it is. That it's just like the, this, this institutional problem. No, well, it. come up with, the, uh, you know... Like, all I've heard is, is one name being bandied around, which is Will Smith. Well, so no, is Will Smith a... being, you know, being best visual effects? Is Will Smith up for best animated film? I, I'm really confused. I just... But part of the issue, part of the issue, though, surely, is that the the roles that are available in the bigger mm. films aren't actually being given to people of colour or different ethnicities. They are just going to the same white, sort of connected actors all the time. So surely, like trying to, even if it's just sort of saying that, okay, this year there weren't any, you know, if they sort of hold their hands and say, look, genuinely, there weren't any black or other sort of ethnicity actors who were good enough. But that's not the Oscars' fault. You, you, you're to, you need to go way back, way back into, to, to, you know, to, the, to the casting, to the people who are making the films. Once those films are made, those are the people who, who are up for consideration. I don't, I, I'm, I'm struggling to see how it's the, the people who are, who are choosing the winners are at fault when that, that's the pool of people they're choosing from. Well, I mean, there were a few other films that could have been, or you know, people who could have been considered. Um, obviously, Will Smith's been mentioned for Concussion. There was uh, Straight Out of Compton that was arguably could have had some mm-hmm. nominations, and Idris Elba from Beast of No Nation could well have picked up a nomination for his role there. Mike, Michael, B. Michael B. Jordan, yeah, as well. Martin B. Jordan for the, for the Fantastic the Four, Black as well. Yeah. So there's there's a lot there that's. I mean, I don't think it is quite as simple as I just painted it and said that, you know, maybe there just happened to be no good black performances this year. But at the same time, you know, there is a wider issue. I mean, fucking Eddie Redmayne. I keep bringing him up. (laughs) Who I believe played a transgender character in the movie The Danish Girl. (laughs) He did, yes. had no body parts in at all. (laughs) This is not going to make much sense. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) The... Coming them um, in. <laughs> he ended the film with a gun. <laughs> 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 Which 
which he did not have at the start. <laughs> Eddie Redmayne's gunt. What a thing to see, blimey. I can't put, like, swear words or any particularly, like, offensive phrases into the episode titles because it just gets filtered out in search engines. That is never going to be in there. Gunt won't be but in there. Gunt won't be in there. <laughs> Gunt. Do you reckon Gunt? So I could just call this episode it's Eddie Gunt. Redmayne's Gunt. <laughs> All the SEO boosts we'd get from having Eddie Redmayne <laughs> would just be like wiped out by search engine censoring Gunt. <laughs> I've no idea. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, fucking Eddie Redmayne. Anyway, I can't believe he's in there ahead of someone like Michael B. Jordan, who I genuinely thought was in, excellent. And Fantastic Four. Mm, not so much. So Steve, who won the uh, actress in the leading role? It's Brie Larson for a whole, her role in Room. Yeah, and we all thought and wanted Brie Larson to win that. Huzzah! Um, yeah, another point for yes. us each. But I mean, it was it wasn't that much of a surprise, really, was it? Because the competition there was just like I mean, I thought Kate Blanchett was her closest competition, but even so, Brie Larson was clearly miles ahead. Um, I mean, I don't know what you guys thought. I know, uh, Paul, you mentioned Charlotte Rampin to us on the previous yeah, podcast. Yeah, was... her performance was fantastic, but the film was so bloody boring. It was just, you know, this old couple mm. talking in the kitchen for 90 minutes. It, you know, it was it, really hard to be engaged with the film and stuff. But yeah, Charlotte Rampin was really good, but rightly the outsider, and I'm really glad Brie Larson won. Yeah, I think we were all very, very pleased about yeah. that. Um, yeah, she definitely deserved it. It was just a... It, it was a fantastic performance, though. I think even even if her category amazing. was a stronger category this year, she still would have come very close. Yeah, I mean, it's a surprise, really, isn't it? Because there was a lot of talk about there being so many good uh, female actors or actresses um, over the past 12 months. Um, yeah, a category doesn't really look that tough. There's like some big, I there's some big names was in the closest there. Certainly some, some names there, but performance-wise... can't pronounce... Yeah. Who was that? What's the Sir, yeah? What's the name Ronan. of the bird in Brooklyn, Steve? <clears throat> oh, Miss Miss Ronan. Miss Ronan, excellent. Miss Ronan. Miss Ronan. But Jennifer Lawrence, you know, is a big name. But from what I understand, wasn't a particularly good performance from her. It was a no. bland performance in a bland film. Like what you yeah. paint dry. So she's kind of only there really on reputation, right? It looks like it yeah, to me. Fill a gap. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. So yes, Alicia Vikander won Best Supporting Actress for The Danish Girl. I hated The Danish Girl. thought it was just awful. Um, I don't know how... I mean, Owen, who who picked who for this one? Well, only one of us actually said that they think Alicia Vikander would get it, and that was Paul. Well, I am... You know, I'm not an expert on uh, transgender issues, but I, in this particular instance, I thought her performance in the context of the film within the transgender community was excellent. Silence for everyone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's that, really, isn't it? So, Booker thought it would be Rachel McAdams, but wanted Kate Winslet to get it for Steve Jobs. I thought Kate Winslet would get it, but wanted Rachel McAdams, so just the opposite way around there. Steve, you thought and wanted Rachel McAdams. Are you disappointed? Very. Or, very. Um, More disappointed for her than I am for uh, myself for picking wrong, but I'm sure she'll have opportunities <laughs> again in the future. Uh, no, I just thought she she was in. I just thought the competition wasn't particularly good, and considering how good Spotlight was and how good she was in it, she should have picked up mm-hmm. something. But um, hey ho, 
Yeah. Actually, I think if they'd have nominated her yeah. for Ex Machina in that same category, I'd have gladly let her win it and gladly picked her the other week. But I just I hated the Danish mm-hmm. girl so much. I just didn't want it to get any recognition. I mean, I really didn't think much of her performance either in that. I mean, I didn't think much of the film as well. Um, but just like she's done, so I mean, if you look at the last couple of years. You know, she's done so many better films than yeah, that, and yeah. had so many better performances than that. It just seems like she was kind of shoehorned in because they couldn't think of anybody else to put in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I, if we look at, like, who actually won at the Failed Critics Awards, like, what people who listen to this podcast voted for as their sort of favourite performances, Kate Blanchett for Carol and Rooney Mara for Carol are the only two that cross over. We had Kate Blanchett in fifth, Emily Blunt for Sicario was fourth. Nowhere to be seen on that yeah. list. Alicia Vikander, but for Ex Machina, was third. Rooney Mara was second for Carol. Charlize Theron for Mad Max Fury Road was our best performance, um, best female performance. By a distance, if I recall. Yeah, she stormed it, but again, just nothing there. Considering how many awards Mad Max picked up on the night, to not have Charlize Theron there, it's... It's quite astonishing. I think it speaks it? volumes about the people who listen to the Foul Critics podcast and they're clearly not in tune with LGBT issues. Fuck off. Well, the guests, maybe. Anyway, yeah. on to the best supporting actor, which went to Mark Rylance for his role in Bridge of Spies. Now, I remember mm. that mm. fucking mm. Owen picked this, didn't you, Owen? I said that yeah. he would, yeah, but I didn't want him to. I wanted Delaney. I've got a confession. Bridge. I've seen Bridge of Spies, right? And I couldn't remember who he was. So I googled him, his picture came up, <laughs> and I still didn't know who he was. And then Kathy had to tell me tonight, he was the Russian guy. I was like, oh, that's not great, is it? If I, you know, I really enjoyed the film, no. but no, didn't have a clue. He's a bit flavour of the month lately, Mark Rylance. His, um, his performance in Wolf Hall was really sort of revered. But, I mean, I again, I only saw the first few episodes well, of I don't that know what before. that is, though. What is Wolf um, Hall? Is that the thing with the dude Wolf from Wolf Hall Homeland? was... A... Daniel <laughs> yeah, Lewis. Daniel Lewis? Or... Yeah, Damien Lewis. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, the period drama from uh, BBC. That would yeah. be why I haven't watched he was, it. Um, but Mark Rylance, before he was in TV and film, was, like, a really, really, like, renowned stage actor. And I think what's happened is he's just, they've just gone, oh, look, it's that classic actor, the proper trained actor who is now coming into films. He's, he must be really good. But I didn't think he was really good in Bridge of Spies or Wolf Hall or that fucking, like, weird choice of film for him to do, the thing with Sean Penn. The gunman. He was the bad guy in the I gunman. I don't know. I heard the, the bald say. guy off Star Trek on the radio earlier saying that Mark Rylance is amazing, fantastic, <laughs> lovey. Apparently, Picard. That's him. Yeah. He, oh, he loved him. Loves him. Loves him, darling. But that's what I mean. He's a proper sort of thespian, isn't he? Mark Rylance. And he's, he's a what? Sorry. Love him. Best um, thespian. I don't remember seeing that category. Oh. Thespian is, uh, yeah. I know what you're trying to do. (laughs) Don't go there, Wasn't that, wasn't that Carol? (laughs) Very good. Yeah. Um, but Mark Rylance, yeah, so he beat, in that category, the people he did beat, other than Stallone, who we kind of all wanted to win, um, even though we thought he probably wouldn't. Um, no, he was the bookie's favourite. We also had Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight, who I thought was the best actor in both supporting and um, 
and male actor for this. Yeah, also had uh, Tom Hardy for The Revenant for Best Supporting Actor and Christian Bale for The Big Short. And I seem to remember we were all very puzzled about Christian Bale for The Big Short being in there. Yeah, so, I mean, was it deserving? Or, no. I mean, I you know my opinion, but what do you guys think? I know Paul's opinion it's, as it's well. It's a fucking travesty. Um, that absolutely should have gone to Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, if he can montage the cancer out of himself in a film, then, you know, you can, you can deserves an Oscar for... Exactly, yeah. There was no boundaries. But, um, all... even so, even so, we... Yeah, so, okay, do you want to know who everyone yes. thought? Okay, Brooker thought Stallone. I thought Mark Rylance. Steve, you thought Mark Ruffalo and Paul thought Stallone as well. Ah. I think we were all like mostly picking Stallone mm. in hope. Yeah. You know, rather than but you were the only one to get a point, really. But it was the only one That's to get what a point. You're trying in to that tell one. Us, isn't yeah. it? Well, you know, Academy, Expendables four, it's all in your head now. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> Great. Yes, yeah, so let's move on to our now next category. Um Best Original Screenplay, which went to Spotlight. It did go to spotlight. Yeah. Um I wanted it to. Paul wanted it to. Crucially though, Paul also thought it would. And he was the only one of us who thought it would, would get best original screenplay. Brooker thought Inside Out would get it. Yeah. I thought it would be Bridge of Spies and Steve you thought it'd be Ex Machina. Well, there we go. Sorry, lads. I did say you had the two <laughs> the adapted and the original were both gonna go to issue films. You did say that, yep. Okay, up next then we had Best Adapted Screenplay, which went to the Big Short. It did go to Big Short. So much um, I got around to seeing. No, me neither. Me neither. Like I say, it didn't, uh, it didn't actually get released near me, so I missed out on it. But yeah, so it, it did go to the Big Short, and again, Paul has run away with it. He's 1 to 10 on. Did you actually put any money on these? No, four? because you can't do accumulators. So, you would if you oh, put right. ten quid on each category, and um, so I think I got nine right in total, something like that. So if I put a tenner on each and I got a pound back from each one and lost on two, I'd be like fifteen quid down with nine winners. Wow! It's just, there was no there's no value to be had. It's pointless. Well, okay. <laughs> well, that's that's fair enough, I suppose. But the um, other categories there were Brooklyn. None of us wanted or thought it would win. Uh, Carol, none of us wanted or thought that would win either. Um, The Martian, which I thought would win. I thought The Martian would, would win, but apparently I was wrong as well. Brooker, you thought Room would get it, and so did you, Steve. Are you both disappointed with that yeah. result then? A little bit. I'm, I'm happy the big short one. I think I said this the other week, didn't I? I really liked the big short, and I'm, I like the guy who wrote the book as well, so, yeah, I think. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you actually said you wanted yeah. it to win. Um, what what was it about the screenplay then that you you liked? If you could, well, it was interesting. This is the thing: it, it took a really really boring subject that I know less than fuck all about and managed to keep me engaged for a couple of hours. I really liked it. Yeah, um, I'm with Brooker, and I know you poo pooed Christian Bale earlier, but I thought he was really good in it. Uh, and you know, I'm surprised he didn't pick up a, a few more awards. I thought it was really good. It's a really important subject, and they made it accessible to everyone. A couple more awards to go through now. Uh, starting off with Best Animated Feature, which went to Disney Pixar's Inside Out. That's hardly surprises. No. No, no. no really. Wasn't that fantastic. the most nailed-on result of the night? 200 to 1 on, yeah, I think you said was, for yeah. that one. A fantastic film, but um, 
kind of shows that Pixar should just do original stuff all the time rather than do sequels because the sequels do tend to fall flat. Toy Story uh, accepted that the sequels don't seem to do so well. Um, but when they chuck out something original, it always tends to be very well received and a lot better than that of any sequels they do. Except The Good Dinosaur, which was bollocks. Well, the thing about the sequels for Pixar is they pay for the rest of it, don't they? Yeah. Really? I mean, the releasing um, Cars 2, they know they're going to make so much merchandise off it. You know, there's going to be lunch boxes, there'll be school bags, there'll be actual toys, the DVDs and the film itself. That it, you know, all that money, that revenue that films like like that generate can be put towards other riskier. Do you projects. still take a Cars Two um, lunchbox to university, Owen? I've got a lunchbox and I've got a flask for the car with Excellent. Cars Two on it. Are you going to be replacing no, it with a Finding whatever Nemo's retarded mate was called? I've forgotten his name. Oh, um, Gunty. Gunty. That's it. Finding Gunty. Finding Gunty. <laughs> <laughs> Dory. Dory, that's it. Dory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't know where oh, I got Gunty uh, from. Yeah, I am. But I'll have to, when I do that, I'll have to take the, uh, um, the eyelashes off the front of my car. <laughs> you know, they'll have to go. Cause uh, they won't have you got a sticker anymore. on the back that says powered by fairy dust? <laughs> have you, yeah, I have have seen, seen your car. car is it, it a Hyundai? Yeah. It is! <laughs> I've definitely seen your car. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Owen, who, did, who picked what for this one? I'm guessing we all went inside out, did we? Absolutely. Yeah. Except Paul was the only one who slightly deviated when he said that he wanted the uh, Charlie Kaufman film, Anomalisa. It's win. a nominalizer. A nominalizer yeah. to win. Yeah. Okay. But um, otherwise, yeah, we all thought... A nominalisa sounds really. like a shit painting. That's a bit... Well, uh, what is the word? Is it an actual word or is it another one of these, like... Things he's made up like Synecdoche, New York. Well, I thought I thought it was a play on the words anonymous. Anomalizer. Oh, I see. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, on to the next one then, which was the best foreign language foreign film. Language. Which went to Son of Saul from Hungary. Um, yeah, again, another one we all thought would win. I think our justification was the only one was we'd like heard of. One of the only two we'd heard of, yeah. <laughs> Um, the other that we'd heard of being Thebe, because Liam, who came on the podcast, talked about Thebe, he reviewed it here. Um, but yeah, Son of Saul, the Hungarian film from uh, Laszlo Nemes. That's about as much as I've got on that one. I'm yeah, afraid. we did the other week. I watched uh, half of A War, but it was Sunday afternoon yeah. and I had my nap then. <laughs> You're so old. I know. Yeah, I don't really think there's much else for us to to say about okay, that. Okay, we'll go uh, on to the best documentary we it, feature, really. which went to... But all, I was just going to say, before you do move on, we now have a winner out of us. It is impossible for anybody else but this person to win. So, shall we move on to yes. best documentary and then I can reveal yes, who's done it? Yes, best documentary feature went to Amy, the story of Amy Winehouse. That's not the title of the film, that's for me explaining to those of you who don't know what the film's all about. You mean the film that's been absolutely <laughs> everywhere for apparently the last two years? Yeah, some people don't know who she is, Phil. <laughs> yeah. Um, so everyone but Steve thought it would win. <laughs> what um, I You said Cartel Land. Oh yeah. Well, which you know, which what, is, uh, is yeah, a very good Cartel documentary. Land. I was trying to be different as I, well. The, I was that, trying to you know hedge my bets and get an extra point off people. 
You, yeah, that's true. You went for the sort of rank outsider, the underdog, as it were. But um, yeah, I think actually you, Paul, and and I actually said as well that we, that was the one we wanted to win. Even though we did have quite a good discussion with Callum on the podcast a while back about the look of silence. He said that was like one of the most important documentaries uh, that he'd seen. And you can kind of understand it because it, the way that it works alongside the act of killing, showing a sort of different perspective on the sort of Indonesia and the, uh, the death squads over there. And it was a very, it was a much more personal story. It was, it was very, uh, moving and emotional, but, I just found Cartel Land to be much more entertaining and interesting, in a way. But yeah, so, you know, it doesn't matter really, does it? Because Amy was the one that, that won, as we kind of predicted. Yes. Um, and who, I mean, so who has won overall then, between us? So, in last place, Steve. Yeah. You guessed what? six. You got six yeah. of them, right? With seven points each is me and Broca. So Paul has won by two clear points. He's got nine how? points. Nine how? in total. Correct there. Just how? Like getting them how? right. Like yeah. getting them right. And, and I did well, actually yeah. watch all of the bloody things as well. Wow. Well, okay. Did you watch all of them that you voted for? I, apart from Amy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, you not just for me. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, well thank you, guys. Mate, I don't get much right on here. And uh, which, which <laughs> listener is going to get a load of tat sent out to them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, possibly going to end up that way. We had uh, quite a few people in the end. Like, on the, we had a mad rush to get people to vote because it got to Sunday, Sunday afternoon, and we're like, "Shit, there's only one person who's taken part in this competition." It's not really a competition if just one person is uh, is involved. But then more people got involved. We had uh, sort of four or five votes in total, and then was it um, the same person with still went to other the email accounts? No, but the, the the guy who won was the first guy anyway. So whether other people got involved or not, it's gone to our current reigning champion, because he won last year as well, Andy Olcock. Nice. Yeah, I know. Only one of them he guessed incorrectly. Did he get, did he get sliced did he alone wrong Paul? like the rest of us? Uh, nope. Wow. Nope, he guessed Mark Rylance as well. Well. Well done, Andy. The, um, Brilliant, yes, well mate. Well done. Well done. Uh, well done, second year in a row, excellent performance. Uh, so, um, so, so, yeah. so uh, Steve, what are you uh, throwing into the uh, DVD pile for Andy? Um, what can I see in front of me now? Um, I'll think of something. He he likes obscure foreign films, so I would. Uh, yeah, I've got loads of those. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sent me a bundle of them before. Some really like interesting choices in there, but a couple of—I mean, the Green Butchers was one with Mad Mickelson that he sent me, which I really liked. So I feel like I owe it to to send him something really good. Yeah, and bless him, he's an absolute ledge because he did all the um, all the artwork and stuff for the Underground Knights logos and stuff. I wouldn't take it. Ed- oh, yeah, really? he wouldn't take any money off me. Yeah, like you were offering wow. him money. <laughs> I, no, I genuinely didn't. He was like, no, 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 no. So I'm really glad he's won. Oh, yeah. that kind of brings to a close our Oscars chat. All the Oscars stuff, we didn't do any of the... Um, I've got all my notes here with the Lady Lady Gaga rape chorus and the... Well, yeah, run us through the ceremony the, then. What, what happened with the There were loads ceremony? and loads and loads of jokes about racism from Chris Rock. Loads. Like, non-stop. 
Then Lady Gaga appeared to sing a song about, which again, a serious subject, people being abused on, uh, sexually abused on American university canvases. And she had loads of um, survivors in the background who all had things, you know, kind of written on their arms and it was all very That's touching these people who thing to do yeah people who've survived rape being rolled out onto the stage in the middle of a film ceremony then we then we had the um the sam smith who claimed to oh, be what the, a cunt yeah who claimed to be the first uh homosexual man to <laughs> to ever win an oscar fucking bellend so obviously, you know, making singing a song in a film about an issue, but then it, then it kicked off because you know the kid in speedos who does that celebrity jumping in a swimming pool thing, right? No. Yeah. Oh, what's yes. his name? Yeah. Yep. Tom him. Daly. Right. His fiance then went on the twitters to tell Sam Smith that he'd won an Oscar and he was a bender, but Sam Smith should stop texting <laughs> his, his boyfriend. Paul, Paul, seriously. It was really confusing. I was like, what is going on? There was all these gay chaps all having a massive squabble and bun fight over an Oscar for a song in a James Bond film. What got me, though, I didn't know Sam Smith was gay. I didn't even know what he looked like, to be fair. And now I know him as, you know, the little gay fellow who sang on the James Bond film. You're going to cut that out, aren't you? Oh, fuck <laughs> it. I'm going to leave it in. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's just too much. And then, obviously, he, Leo came out and did his... Field of the language chosen by him and did not necessarily reflect the views of failed critics at failedcritics.com. <laughs> you, you, you can't cut Paul off there. That's like mid-sentence and libel. He just said Leonardo came out. <laughs> and then you no, just and he started going on about bloody climate change and saving whales. And I was like... So we've done racism, rape, oh, yeah. LGBT, and the whale whale huggers. To be I fair, whales are pretty whales good. Whales shit hole. Yeah, <laughs> need saving. <laughs> I Let really, I did really like his speech, though. No, it's just everyone shoehorning an issue into everything, and I just thought, can we not just talk about films? Does it have to be an issue? Everything has to be an issue, and I just found it really disappointing. Oh, and I've okay. also got Olivia Wilde had really strong tit tape written down. <laughs> <laughs> Which says more about me the, than Olivia Wilde's tit tape. Who was the um, director that walked out in and nobody was applauding? Who was that? There was someone who picked up an award. The, the bit, oh, I, can't I don't know who it was. They all, they all pulled a face at the, the, uh, the bag lady. Yeah. Yes. And um, the only the only decent thing of the whole night was uh, Indio Morricone coming up and absolute fucking legend. And they all shut up for him, and, and he he didn't try and shoehorn anything into his speech, which was in Italian. But that's like unbelievably his first ever Oscar, yeah. isn't it? How can that be graceful? The humble, he's picked up an Oscar. You know, but... that's what I want to see. I don't want people coming up punting their agenda at me. I just want to come up, say thank you, take your statue, and fuck off. Yeah. Well, is it the um? What is it? What's the award ceremony where they start playing the music behind them to get them off the, the stage? Is it the Emmys or is it the Golden Globes? Well, no, the Oscars now have they have the little ticker along the bottom which says "so and so would like to thank," and then you get this: his mum, his dad, his teacher, his wife, and it just flashes <laughs> along the bottom really quickly. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it the whole thing pretty, this year was stupid, a farce, as far as I'm concerned. The ceremony was just appalling. 
There was, there was one last like final thing. I mean, uh, because the people who present the awards, I did see Louis C.K. who presented Best Documentary Short, I think it was. That and he said that um, you know it's his favourite award because it's the only one that you know is going to change somebody's life when they win it. Because he said this is going home in someone's Honda Civic, which is very like it's a good yep. point because it is the award that someone it means something to them. It is gonna give them a platform, you know, to to grow their career and do what they want. Do you know do. what the low light of the night well, was? Instead of just, well, you'd had Chris Rock doing kind of racism jokes all night, and then they wheeled out Sasha Baron Cohen as Ali G to do some more. No, yeah, yeah, Ali G was yeah. at the Oscars. He presented an award with Olivia no. Wilde. Did they even know who <clears throat> Ali G is? In well, America? yeah, because they have. It was on HBO. They did a new. They you missed it, it here. Popular, yeah, though. it was insanely. But they no, they did a new series of the Ali G Show on HBO a couple of years ago, where they recycled a lot of stuff and they did some new clips. But if, effectively, they recycled the show for an American audience. I watched them all. They were good fun. They, they, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, it was a bit. I can't see how Ali G could be in any way, shape, or form like relevant now. He was very much <laughs> of his time. And even to like a completely different culture in America. I'm telling you, they wheeled him out. No idea where Slow is. You know, I mean, that him being black. It was yeah. It was it was kind of weird, and and poor Olivia Wilde looked Mm. suitably uncomfortable with him. Anyway, um, Mm. that's all for our Oscars chat for this evening, and all for this week's podcast. Bar our recommendations for the week ahead. I'm going for five star. On Friday night at ten past eleven, and layer cake. Oh, Owen, very good. Um, I'm. Well, I've got kind of two that I'll recommend. One is basically, they're not very good recommendations in the sense that I'm recommending one which is on tomorrow, on Tuesday, at five to eleven on Film Four. Is the Scorsese film Shutter Island, with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Um, by the time this podcast comes out, depending on when I've actually had chance to edit it. You may have missed that, so sorry. Um, so my other recommendation is one I haven't even seen yet, which is the, it's more of a like, because we talked about Netflix originals last week, but the new Christian Tiger Hidden Dragon film, Sword of Destiny, which is the Netflix original movie, has, uh, has been added. I saw it recently. last night in 4K and it was, it's, it looks great, it's great fun, but it, it's a real paint by numbers story. Compared to number one, I thought it. I thought as much. Yeah, I mean, it was um, it was supposed to be their first ever Netflix original movie, and then it just got delayed. And I think they had actors and actresses dropping out left, right, and centre. Um, but you know, it's got Donnie Yen and Michelle Yeoh in it, so I'll, I'll watch. Everyone it apart from them two has an Ox- Oxbridge accent in it. It's really weird. Oh, <laughs> um, right. well, what are you picking for people weird. to watch? It's 30 years yesterday since um, a, a fantastic film called Pretty in Pink was released by John Hughes, which is one of the prizes which Andy Alcock will be getting. And, um, yeah, you can fuck me. It's like two quid on DVD and a pound on VOD. If you haven't seen it, yeah, get it watched. <laughs> amazing. And um, Brooker? Uh, yeah, finally, Arrow have just released a Blu-ray of Audition, which absolutely you have to watch because it looks mm. fucking gorgeous on Blu-ray. But yeah, it came out today, so yeah, uh, definitely worth a few quid. Awesome film. Talking about films earlier that you'd seen once and 
enjoyed but will not go back and watch again. That, actually, that might be I on was, my list. I admit, I was it. really impressed. The wife has never seen it. So I sat down to watch it. And mm-hmm. there were a couple of films that I've sat and watched with her where she's made me turn it off because she can't stomach uh, getting to the end. I genuinely thought Audition would be one of those. Uh, no, she got right to the end and she seemed to really enjoy it. I've had it for a couple of weeks. I think Arrow it- randomly sent out a bunch like two weeks early. So oh, nice. it's been sitting on my pile for a couple of weeks. But yeah, we, uh, we watched it. She really enjoyed it. And I'd happily go back and watch it again. But I like Takeshi Mike's crazy, nasty stuff. I really mm. do. What's the one where the, where he... the bird lactates and he does snow angels in the tip milk? What? Uh, I don't know oh, that really? one. Unless it's itch, itchy no, the no, killer. It's not That's itchy. got a lot I of weird stuff. I'll think of it. If you haven't seen that one then, uh, Brooker, you'll love it. It's fucking <laughs> mental. Itchy the killer. That, you know in the opening credits that are written in Spunk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's real ah! Spunk. That's, that's, yeah, there's a nice little thing. The guy had to go and have a wank into whatever receptacle they were going to use, and then they made that rather than with CGI. Nice. Um, the <laughs> other thing, yeah, Audition's the one mm-hmm. with the ankles. Yep. That's how I remember it. The really, really, yeah. yeah, that's nasty. And makes, you know, pretty much anything you watch in Saw completely pointless. It's horrible. Like, yeah. really horrible. But, you know, I've got to give it up to my wife. She was fantastic, because I really didn't expect her to get to the end of it, and she did and really enjoyed it. Hats off. Yeah. Now I'm going to make her watch it again next week. Because <laughs> I'm an asshole. Well, there we are. That's finally it for this week's uh, Failed Critics podcast. Uh, Owen, did you have anything you wanted to mention before we let leave for today? What's happening next um... week, Owen? Stitched <laughs> him up like a kipper. I love it. We have another podcast coming out. We are yet to decide whether next week's is going to be the 200th episode. I know how that sounds. Because if it's the 200th episode, it will be our 200th episode, obviously. But we, um, we, that's not what we originally had scheduled. We had something else booked in. So we will have a think and possible there region. It may be that our 200th episode is something like our 200 second episode. There we go. That we do something Well, the website's at www.failcritic.com. We're on Twitter at failcritic. And join us again next week for another podcast. And thank you all for listening. The Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at FailedCritics.com, on Twitter at FailedCritics, and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash FailedCritics. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 